when he gave me life. I was dead in my sins, hopeless, any dream of life crushed. In the grip of darkness, without any true source of light, chose me when I had nothing to offer him, but that's who he is. His love flowed through my soul. He said, awake, awake. Palm Sunday, that's why we have the palm trees here this week. It is what kicks off worldwide for the church, something that's called Holy Week. Now, our salvation, our freedom, and our future uh, following Jesus hinges exclusively on Jesus fulfilling everything that transpired during this week 2,000 years ago. And for this week, the outer world, those who are not a part of Christianity, They'll either stand in either curiosity or in confusion at the inner life of Jesus, who he was, and what he came to do, and what brought him to crucifixion. But this is what we know. We know that he had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. And while being God, he loved His love for us compelled action that truly bewilders us. Because in Philippians 2, it says this, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. He served, even though he was the king of kings and lord of lords in heaven, he came to serve. And to be clear, what happened during Holy Week, that first Holy Week, no one else could do or will ever need to do again. The work is finished because of a blood-stained cross, an empty tomb, and a poured-out Holy Spirit. Yet his life on earth, it sets an example for us in how we are to relate to, obey, and follow God our Father. So what did Jesus do that we too can follow in his example? Now, for those of you who are young or younger, Jesus sets an example for us to how, of how we should grow. In Luke 2, 40 and 52, it says this, And the child, Jesus... He grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. 
Of course, there is biological growth there, but clearly the author, Luke, in his gospel, is speaking of the internal life of Jesus. It's speaking of him growing in wisdom and the favor with his Father in heaven and with those around. That's a spiritual condition. It's not just him getting bigger and stronger physically. And other biblical leaders that we could look at that we can see that we've even talked about in the last little while. We could look at David, and we see David. He was, the Bible describes him as ruddy and handsome. We could talk about Saul, the first king of Israel, and how he stood a head taller than everyone else in the nation. We could look at Esther and see how she was physically beautiful and beyond compare. But Jesus, from the outside, there was nothing about him that we would desire. We would not pick him out in a crowd at all. But Jesus on the inside, he has everything that we would desire most from someone. And even at 12, this was becoming apparent when along with his parents, they go to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. His parents leave and unknown to them, Jesus stayed and lingered. And they, like most parents, would not, would not want to know where the child was and why he was there. And these are important for us to understand as well in our growing wisdom, stature, and favor. In Luke 2, 46 to 47, it says, And after three days they found him, where? In the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and at his, his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? To grow in wisdom is to posture yourself for growth. Jesus postures himself to learn and to grow, and we are to, to do so as well. And to grow in wisdom is to embrace practices for growth. And Jesus had a place. He had people, and he had a process in which to grow. Think of what could be if each of us continually grew in wisdom and in God's favor and people's favor. Like Jesus grew in both. The aroma of who we are becomes a desired fragrance that others notice. And we will carry that fragrance of Christ. And pray that there would be a revival of our youth being found in God's house instead of other places. And for some, I want to say this with both compassion and clarity. In compassion, I want you to know this, that I understand that there's pain that may have been caused by the church. I know that I've probably wounded people and that I've been wounded in the church myself. And as a church, we would never want to diminish or try and cover up anything that the Holy Spirit exposes. But also in clarity, we also need to stop allowing ourselves to be influenced by those who claim a love of the Father, 
but disrespect or disregard the Father's house and ways. That is not the way of Jesus. Now, I said it was for the young, but it's truly for all of us that we continue to mature in Christ. Now, moving forward a few years, we see Jesus baptized, abiding and living from his Father's love. Matthew 3, 16 to 17, it says this, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. See, in Jesus, we can see the call to be is always greater than the priority to do. He always is looking to be more than he is looking to do. Jesus, for 18 years, from that moment we saw him in the temple as a child, to here, he has been growing in wisdom and in with, and in favor with God and others, but he wasn't set out on mission. The mission was having a deep and profound love for his Father and for others. Jesus abides in his Father's affection, and we are too as well. And out of this secure place, that is how he begins to do. He teaches, he saves, he heals, he sets free, and he even frustrates those who follow rules on the outside. They stop from allowing God to transform the inside. And from the Father's love, Jesus prays and he fasts. He exercises spiritual disciplines, practices that were his lifestyle, which begs us to ask, what spiritual disciplines do we need to make a part of our lives? He was weekly in the synagogue, or for us, church. He was focused on Torah, or for us, the Bible. His being a, church, a part of church, focusing on his word and community, a priority for us. He pours himself out into 12 men, into a larger group of about 70 plus, who also follow him. Now as we mature in our faith, who is receiving from our God-given wisdom? Are we obeying that great commission? Because as we mature, there should be people we are discipling. And following his triumphal entry into, on Palm Sunday in a garden called Gethsemane, Jesus, by example and by word, shows us how to step forward in wisdom and in favor that we've grown in. Matthew 26, 41 says this, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When our flesh sleeps, Jesus prays. When our flesh wounds, Jesus heals. When our flesh betrays, Jesus befriends. And so we watch we watch to live empowered by the Holy Spirit, to live self-controlled and sober-minded lives. Luke 9:51 says, "When the day drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face 
to go to Jerusalem. Now, prophetically, Jesus and Jerusalem, the city of David, they've always have been connected. This time, what brings him to Jerusalem is profoundly different than when he was 12. He will not sit in the temple asking questions this time. First, he clears it. But this time, he will lay down his life for us. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. On Palm Sunday, that's a prophetic word, one of about 300 about the Messiah. This one is about riding on a colt. That was fulfilled, uh, the fulfillment of Zechariah 9.9. Next, we see cloaks on the ground, a sign of submission that Jesus is king. And then they were followed by palm branches, a symbol of Jewish nationalism and victory. This is how his disciples and followers saw him. And lastly, shouts of Hosanna, which literally mean save, God save us. So let's read that passage again. And they brought it to Jesus, the donkey, and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down to the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And those who went before him and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus, without pretense or arrogance, displays a beautiful act that defines the word love. Greater love has no one than this who would lay down their life for a friend. But Jesus does it for more than a friend. He does it for those who are his enemies. For while we were still sinners, enemies of God, Christ died for us. Former atheist and uh, author and theologian, C.S. Lewis once wrote this. He said, A merciful man who desires to do God's will serves his neighbor. A cruel man persecutes his neighbor. But he too is used by God without consent or knowledge to serve his neighbor. The difference is that the first man serves God as a son and the second as a tool. The first as his child the second as his chisel. The question we can ask ourselves this morning is this. Have you settled for being a chisel when you were created to thrive as a child? Do you allow your actions and who you are and your lack of maturing in God to mean you're a chisel in other people's lives, chiseling away and refining them 
Or are you allowing yourself to be used by God as a child? We can ask ourselves this morning, have you grown, have I grown in wisdom, stature, and in favor with God and people? Am I allowing God's word and the Holy Spirit to transform me from the inside out so I can grow that way? Third question. Have you allowed the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of salvation through Jesus Christ to die to the sinful self that sleeps, that wounds, that betrays for the renewing work that Jesus through the Holy Spirit wants to do in you? However you answer those questions today, whether you're maturing growth has you shouting Hosanna today or whether you're you're just trying to figure this all out today is a day of salvation today is a day where we can shout Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord we can sing this today shout this today because our God reigns let's pray God, we just thank you so much that you reign. We thank you so much for the work that you did for us. That all began that, that Palm Sunday as you entered into Jerusalem. Because upon your arrival, that triggered a set of events that would lead to your death than your resurrection and the pouring out of your spirit. And while those disciples and those that joined them laying down palm branches and cloaks that Sunday morning, while they didn't fully comprehend what they were saying, while they may have thought that that was about Jerusalem in that moment overthrowing Rome or something to do with Israel becoming a powerful nation. Well, they may have been misguided. The words they spoke were still true. You are the one who saves. You are the King of Kings. Blessed be your name. And God, I pray for anyone here this morning is yet to call on your name for salvation. That today would be the day they decide to follow you with their lives. They would let you be king of their lives. Because we call on you for our forgiveness. We call on you for salvation. We call on you to be our Lord. Hosanna, save us.